Hallelujah. 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 Oh, come on, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Why y'all standing there looking at me? It ain't nothing different. Come on, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Now, if you don't know how to pray, how to praise God, I can show you if you want me to. But I think that you already know. So let's go ahead and give God some praise in this place. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not here to put on a show for you tonight. I'm here to give you the word of God. But I want you to make contact with God on your own tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 You know, you know, I, every once in a while I get a little angry. And I'm just going to open up and be a little honest with y'all. You know, Severin will tell you I'm one of the most honest and transparent people you ever want to see because I keep it real. Keep it real. Keep Do it I real keep it real, Severin? I keep it real. Now, I don't like the way you praise. I'm just going to tell you straight, I don't like the way you praise. You know why? Because we have a God who laid down his life for us. He, nobody took it. He laid it down. He hung on a cross willingly. And then we, he had these spikes driven through his hands. He had thorns driven in his head. And we come in here and we praise him like this. Friend, let me tell you something. You cannot sit under me and praise like that. Because I will be so angry with you that I will let you know. So right now, before I get started, we're going to praise God. Is that all right? Let's praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we open up our hearts and spirits to you tonight. God, we praise you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we love you, Lord God. Lord God, because you laid down your life for us, God. Lord, we love you, Lord God. Because no man took it from you, Lord God. You laid it down in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Go ahead, y'all. It's all right to praise God. It's all right to give him glory. It's all right to call on him. You call on him when you're struggling. Let me tell you right now. You can call on him now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Jesus. I love him, y'all. I love him, y'all. I love him. I love him. I love him. In the name of Jesus. There's no greater love than a man who lays down his life for a friend. Oh, hallelujah. And we have a God, a friend who sticks closer than any brother in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Glory. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Is
in the name of Jesus. Glory. It's all right. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Ha. You know, just for a little while tonight, if you would permit me just for a short time, I'm not going to take up a lot of your time today, but if you would permit me just for a short time, I'd like to go back and visit a few people that lived back in the day that somehow through all their struggles, they, find a, they found a way to make it. So today... You know, if we could just visit them a little bit, maybe what we're struggling with, maybe what we're going through, we may be able to get over the hump ourselves. Everybody, can I say amen? Can somebody get an amen on that? In the name of Jesus Christ, just for a little bit, I want somebody to turn with me to Matthew chapter 16. And we're going to read from verse 13 down to 19. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John, John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, that, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Anybody feeling that right now? Anybody feel that binding and loosening spirit? Well, friend, if you feel that binding and loosening spirit, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Just for a little bit tonight, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know where I'm going at. I ain't got to preach an extravagant message. I'm going to do what God has called me to do up here tonight. But I want somebody to go with me. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, y'all sit down. You don't want to praise anyway. I'm going to talk to you just for a little bit tonight on this subject. You've been validated. You've been validated. You know, it's funny to me how sometimes we can get a promise from God and some kind of way we take our sights and vision off of the promise once we get it. Or once we start going through a struggle or a situation, all of a sudden, we forget all about what, 
was promised to us, what was spoken over top of us, what has been called into our lives, what has been prophesied over us, all of a sudden we forget all about that because the struggle becomes more than the promise. Y'all know where I'm going at. Y'all don't want to go here with me. Well, let me, let me help you out a little bit. Because Simon Peter was given a promise, and, and God had, had came to him and told him that I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Well, my old boy Pete, when you, you know when a promise is given to you, the first thing you do, man, is you stick out your chest, and all of a sudden you become somebody. You're somebody. You're walking around, man. You're brushing dirt off your shoulders and all of that. But, friend, let me tell you something. You can brush all you want. One day the struggle's going to come. It's going to come. And as soon as that struggle comes, guess what happens? You forget all about what was promised over you. See, now, let me tell you something. My man Pete here, he said, you don't mind me calling you Pete, do you? Okay, let's go on. My man Pete here, he decided that he was going to take his eyes off of what was promised to him. And he decided that his struggles was going to be a whole lot more than what the promise was. Anybody understand where I'm going? Well, let me say to you, if you've had a promise in your life and you've taken your eyes off of what was promised to you because you're going through a struggle, I got good news and bad news. The good news is you can find your way back. The bad news is you may have dug yourself too deep in the hole. And the only way that can happen is you keep dwelling on it. You keep going back to it. You keep allowing that thing to dig itself further and further and further into your spirit. But let me tell you something. We have a God who sits high and he looks low. And he is willing at all times, at all times, to come to your rescue. But listen to this. Peter, when he had that promise, he walked to God and he told God, you know, Lord, whatever you do, I'm going to be there with you. God, and you, wherever you go, I'm going to be there with you. God, no matter where you are, I'm going to be there with you. Sound like some of us, don't it? Pastor, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do it. Pastor, wherever you go, I'm going to be there with you. Pastor, wherever you say go, all you got to do is give me the direction. Well, Peter said the same thing, and as soon as trouble came, Peter ran. Peter backed up a long, long way. But he threw the same thing that we do. He found himself hiding at one point. Not from, not from me and not from you, but Peter found himself hiding pulling himself back from the almighty God. Jesus had already told him, Peter, before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. Peter said, oh, no, God, not me. Why would I deny you? You don't gave me the keys to the kingdom. You don't made this promise to me. And you think I'm going to deny you? Ain't no way it's going to happen. Well, uh, let me just read it to you. Matthew 26, 34 says this. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that night, 
that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Matthew 26, 75, a little ways down, says this. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him, before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and he wept bitterly. See, one thing I like about Peter, he reminds me of me. See, me and Peter, we could be brothers. Tell you a little story. You know, we got a, a bishop who loves to see people work. And, you know, the bishop would give you every opportunity in the world to do what you need to do. He gives you opportunity. So if anybody in here say that you haven't had an opportunity to do anything, I might have to disagree with you. Well, he gave me an opportunity to do a lot of things. And every time he gave me an opportunity, I backed up on him. And it got so hot on me, uh, I left the church. But let me tell you this. I left, but the spirit of the Lord stayed in me. I ran a long time, but I just couldn't run far enough. How many of y'all have been running from your calling? How many of y'all been running from your promise? How many of y'all just been running and making excuses? See, the one thing that I can't stand about me or anybody else, and that is when a promise is given you, you tend to run from it. And then you make an excuse that nobody wants you to do anything. Well, friend, you're in the wrong church. I'm here to declare unto you tonight that there's a, 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 a job for everybody if you want it. Now, it's kind of funny to me, but I want you to understand that no matter how much you run, I want you to understand that no matter how far you go, I want you to understand that no matter how many excuses you make, Jesus Christ has promised that he's going to build his church regardless of our sin, regardless of what other other excuse that we come up with. He's still going to build his church. Here's the situation. Are you going to be a part of it? Oh, y'all ain't hearing me tonight. Are you going to be a part of what God is trying to do? See, it's easy to lose sight of the promise when it becomes all about you. Oh, let me just say that one more time. It's easy to lose sight of the promise when it becomes all about you. When you come out and you start making excuses about why you shouldn't be doing anything or why you can't do this or why you can't do that, that's all about you. It's easy to lose sight of the promise then. See, Peter went into survival mode (laughs) once he lost sight of the promise. That's why he denied Jesus three times. Now, is it safe for me to say right now that some of us are in survival mode? Is it safe for me to say that right now that some of us have lost sight of the promise? Let me tell you a little bit about what I'm talking about. We're getting ready to build a church up on the hill there. (laughs) It's going to hold about 500 people. Now, let me say this to you. Some of y'all have been, you asked to come here. Some of you were asked to come here. But let me tell you something. There's no reason in being here 
if you're not going to go out and help fill that church. We got a, we got a promise that God will loose a cattle on a thousand hills. If we go out and do our part of the deal. But since nobody seems to feel the promise or want to hold on to the promise, God can't do it alone. He's not going to do this by himself. We need all of you. So let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me help you out here a little bit. I remember one night during church, me and my brother Cash was talking. And I don't know if Cash remembered this. I told Cash, I said, Cash, you know, Bishop had just finished preaching this powerful message. And I said to Cash, I said, Cash, I will never, ever leave this church because I love it so much. I love what's going on in this place. I love how the bishop operates. I love how the people in this church operate. And then all of a sudden one night, I took my eyes off of how the people operated, how the bishop operated, how things were going on in the church. And I started doing what most people would do. I started letting it be all about me. And when I started letting it be all about me, things happened that shouldn't have happened. I found myself so far away from God that it was like I could never reach him again. But just like Peter, God has a restoration plan. God has a restoration plan. I'm going to read something to you. John 21, 15 through 17 says this. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, yeah, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, feed my lambs. And he said unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, yeah, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, feed my sheep. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. Now I want y'all to understand what this scripture is talking about. God was creating a restoration plan for Peter. See, Peter had denied God three times before this. God gave Peter three opportunities to confess his love for every time he denied him. Three times for three times. That's the restoration period for Peter. I'm going to ask you a question. How many restoration periods have God given you? How many times have God come and knocked on your door, your heart's door, and ask you, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my lambs. See, let, 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 me, let me say this. You don't understand the significance of this thing. God was about to elevate Peter. Peter was about to be the first preacher. And in order for God to elevate Peter, 
he had to trust Peter with something. So what did God trust Peter with? He trusted Peter with his most precious commodity, souls. He trusted Peter with souls. He, he, he told Peter, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. Those are souls. In order for Peter to get to where God wanted him to be, he had to be restored. He had to be trusted and, to, to, and he had to build that faith back up in himself. So God trusted Peter with souls so that Peter could move on to the next level. Let me say this. God is about to trust you. Because some of y'all are about to be elevated. Some of y'all are about to move to the next level. Some of y'all are about to be trusted with God's most precious commodity. And that's souls. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to be trusted? Are you ready to be validated? See, you think because you got sin in your life that God can't use you. You think because you're going through a struggle that God can't use you. Friend, let me tell you something. Oh, you're so wrong tonight because God is about to validate you. You're about to be validated by the hand of the Lord. You can put aside your weights and your sin that so easily beset you and allow God to come in and to touch your heart to touch your soul, to touch your mind. God is ready to validate you so that you can move to the next level. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. But Peter had an obstacle standing in the way. You see, the devil wanted Peter. But I want y'all to remember this one thing. Just like God prayed for Peter, you got people praying for you to make sure that you get to the next level. You see, over in Luke, if you look at Luke twenty-two thirty-two, the Bible reads like this. It says, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen Thy brother. What did he say to? He said what? But he said something before that. He said when you are converted. Strengthen thy brother. Converted. Which means this. God has been praying for your faith. Because your faith is weak. And he knows that our faith is weak. He already knows that we're in the flesh. So God, we've got people praying for us like God prayed for Peter because his faith was weak at the time. See, Peter, he didn't understand. He didn't understand that God was about to elevate him. So what happened with Peter is he just kept going back to when he denied God those three. He couldn't get past that. It's like us today. We can't get past the sin that so easily beset us. Well, let me tell you what you need to do with that, that sin. You need to repent. Lay it aside. Walk away from it. And go on and do what God has called you to do. Because we ain't going to never move forward if you continue to wobble in your sin. 
We ain't going to never move forward if you continue to stand there and talk about it to somebody. Why don't you leave, talk, stop talking about it to somebody else and start talking about it to God and allow God to get rid of that thing? But he, he prayed for Peter that his faith wouldn't fail. His faith did not fail. Peter felt remorse. But one thing Peter did, he stayed in the fight. See, let me tell you, Judas felt remorse too. And Judas went out and hung himself. But Peter felt remorse. And he stayed in the fight. Peter didn't give up. Because Peter knew that he had already walked with the almighty God. He already knew that God had a plan for his life. Well, let me tell you something. God's got a plan for your life. As long as you stay in the fight, as long as you continue to walk with God, as long as you continue to hold hands with God, as long as you connect with God, you don't have to worry about it. God is going to bring you through. But you just don't, you, you don't believe it. You don't believe it. Somebody's praying for you. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it takes you and I together to move forward. You know, we can, we can depend on what the bishops say. We can t- depend on what Brother Joel Wright say. We can, we can depend on what our parents say. But let me tell you something. I rather depend on the people that I'm sitting beside every week to keep me strong and grounded because if I'm going to be validated, the only way I'm going to be validated is I got a brother or sister that's willing to connect with me, pray for me, call me when I'm falling, help me out when you see me struggling. When these things are occurring, I want to be able to depend on my brothers and my sisters to pull me through. And the only way we're going to do that is we form a chain. So I was told tonight by three people, maybe four, that we had to get out of here early. Don't be long-winded. One of them asked me, are you long-winded? The other two told me, don't be long-winded. Brothers, you're talking to the wrong man because I love God and I love talking to God and I love praying to God and I love worshiping God and I want to be validated by God to help move this church forward. But I want my brothers and sisters to go along with me. I want y'all to be validated along with me. And the only way we're going to do that is we connect. So what I want you to do right now, I want everybody to get up. Everybody who can. I want you to come down front. Wherever you are, I want you to step out into the aisle. And I want you to make a circle all the way around these chairs. I want you to connect with one another. In the name of Jesus. Spread out because we need a circle all the way around. Spread out. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. You see, the one thing that I know 
is there are no weak links in our church. There are no weak links here at all. And if we ever are going to get to where we need to go, if we ever get to where we need to go, it's going to be because we've helped one another along. And now I want you to do me a favor. I want you to start stretching this line out as far as it can stretch. I want you to pull. Go ahead, start pulling. Can't pull too far, can you? Can't stretch too far, can you? That means that we're linked together. Nobody should be able to break that link. Nobody should be able to break that chain. If we stand strong together as one church, we can move a mountain. We can bring souls into this place that nobody, nobody could take away. I'm going to tell you today that this chain right here is what we need to stay validated in the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Now what I want you to do, I want you to start praying for the person next to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. That that hand that you're holding, that hand, that link will not be broken. In the name of Jesus. Because we're validated in the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Just like Peter was validated in the name of Jesus. At the end, Peter became the first preacher. He was validated with all that he went through. Peter was validated in the name of Jesus Christ with all of the struggles that Peter had. At the end of the day, Peter was validated in the name of Jesus Christ. No matter what he went through, he stayed in the Lord. In the name of Jesus, you are validated tonight. In the name of Jesus, to move God's people forward. We are one church. We are one mind. We are one body. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are one. We are Antioch. Here rises Antioch. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah.